Thank you. Uh, I'm really excited to be here with you this morning and uh, have the opportunity to share with you. And Todd and I, I don't know if you all know, but we are officially back at West Heights. So uh, it has been like uh, coming home for us and uh, just been wonderful to be back. Um, I know there are a number of new people here that are calling West Heights home now, and I look forward to meeting you uh, over the coming weeks. And just take time to introduce yourself, because it's, it's just wonderful to see uh, so many new faces here. I recognize there are people here uh, who may not be familiar with MCC at all, and then there's others that are deeply connected. And I hope that wherever you are in that continuum this morning, that you'll be encouraged and uh, feel informed by what you hear this morning. So MCC is a worldwide ministry of the Anabaptist Church, which West Heights is a part of, and our denomination be in Christ. Sharing God's love and compassion for all, in the name of Christ, by responding to basic human needs and working for peace and justice. And West Heights, you are really connected to MCC, and I just have loved the generosity that you have uh, shown towards MCC. Uh, some of the areas that you've been involved in, so refugee uh, sponsorship in 2016, uh, we sponsored the Aldas family from Syria, and some of you were involved in that. And back in 2004, some supported the Okot family as refugees from Sudan. Through the material aid uh, project give that we did for a number of years, you put together hundreds of kits, school kits and relief kits. Uh, donors and shoppers at our thrift stores, um, if you haven't discovered those yet, I encourage you towards that. Um, and of course, financial gifts. But did you know there are seven staff from West Heights that work at MCC uh, and volunteers? So you'll recognize some of these faces, and um, some may be new to you, but Shar Kober, Heather Galleon, Katie, Katie Buknia, Julia Haig, Mimi Lee, yes, we snagged her recently out of retirement, um, and our latest MCC uh, staff starting next week is Lana uh, Malnula, I last name, Malnula, and she is just going to be starting and as well, we have volunteers from West Heights, so Gerd Warkus and Eldina Gerber. And there's others through the years, uh, Cindy Kober, Tim Lee, Cindy Yancey, and, and probably lots more. But just to show there's lots of involvement and connection. So MCC started 102 years ago in 1920, and we began as a response to the need in the former Soviet Union in Ukraine. And uh, during the Russian Revolution, there was conflict, disease, and famine. One of our first responses uh, was sending over 25 tractors. Uh, many Russian Mennonites were farmers, and because of the war and drought and disease, uh, they lost their horses. And so MCC purchased and sent over these tractors, which was um, an early form of development work back over 100 years ago. And it's grown into what it is today. So today we uh, are in 45 countries with 381 partners and almost 500 projects. So we're still going strong. We work in a partnership model, uh, which means that we look to empower local communities uh, in the countries we work in, listening and finding ways to come alongside them, 
looking to strengthen them and their leadership. And there's three main areas that we work in. Uh, so we work in disaster relief. And because of our partnership model, we only respond to disasters where we're working, where we already have the infrastructure. So disasters can be sudden onset disasters like earthquakes, earthquakes and hurricanes, or they can be protracted disasters uh, like we have in Iraq, Syria, and now in the Ukraine. So there's examples. And we do uh, you know, basic human life things like food, water, shelter. The second area we work in is sustainable development. So providing long-lasting solutions to poverty, um, helping meet basic human needs, so water sources in communities, uh, sustainable food programs, a lot with agriculture, and then health and education as examples. And then the third area, which is unique to MCC, uh, is our peace-building work. And that is we provide non-violent solutions to conflict. Uh, believing that peace is the foundation of everything we do, it's integrated uh, and dedicated, all woven throughout MCC. I wish I could even tell stories for two hours just about our peace-building work. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, in addition to our international work, we have five local programs. And I want to mention these because these are just in our own backyard. So, uh, resettlement and migration, that's our refugee um, sponsorship. Fun fact, we helped to formulate the private sponsorship agreement with the federal government in 1979. Um, poverty, so walking alongside those that are marginalized, uh, we have like a circle of friends group. We have a social enterprise of um, making soup called Raw Carrot. Restorative justice, so among things like, uh, other things like training active bystanders, we help support the integration of sexual offenders safely with support back into their communities. Our Indigenous Neighbors program, so building reconciliation, and uh, we do this all sort of creative ways. Um, we have this gardening program. We recently had a, a learning tour that went up to Timmins. Material aid, uh, our hygiene kits that West Heights has been a part of. Uh, we send thousands of kits and blankets and canned meat all over the world. Um, and the Warehouse for Canada is actually in New Hamburg. And I'll be sharing more about our material um, aid in a few minutes. So what's our motivation? Why do we do this? When Jesus was asked what the greatest commandment was, he replied in Mark 12, the most important one, answered Jesus, is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. Love your neighbor as yourself. So then the question is, well, who's our neighbor? Jesus answered this question in the parable of the Good Samaritan. Our neighbor is anyone whose need we see that we are in a position to meet. Our neighbors are in our communities, they're in our schools, they're in our workplaces, and yes, they're across the world. 
We see their needs, and through our partnerships together, we're in a place to be able to provide help in really practical ways. And that is the very heart of MCC. In the name of Christ, extending compassion and kindness in really practical ways. I have so many stories I could share with you this morning about the work of MCC. Uh, we hear directly the stories all the time. They're just incredible impact. But I would like to focus um, this morning on the work in Ukraine that we're doing. Um, not only is it current, but we have local connections to it here in Ontario. So it's both an international and a local story. I also want to note that because of the war going on there, and some of the information that I'm sharing this morning is sensitive, and this is live stream and recorded, I actually had to get several layers of approval to share this with you this morning. So that's how current the information is that I'm, that I'm sharing. So looking at Ukraine, uh, the situation is really dire. In a population of 40 million, 14 million are either internally displaced or have fled the country, mostly into Europe, with 18 million people in need. That's almost 50% of the country. And in comparison, Canada is 37 million, so a similar population. So if you could imagine half of Canada being in dire need, that is the situation in Ukraine right now. MCC has a number of partners. As I've mentioned, we started there in 1920, and all the yellow dots are where we are located. So we have 10 locations. With the exception of a few of our partners, every one of them has pivoted to focusing on emergency relief. So whatever programs they were doing, they've all stopped those, and they're all doing emergency relief. I'm sure you've seen many images um, of the destruction in Ukraine. And this is Natasha. She's sitting in the ruins of her house. Natasha and her now deceased husband spent their whole life living in a small village in the Chernihiv region, which is northern Ukraine, and was the first area to be invaded by the Russians in February. It's where they raised their daughter, and they owned beehives, which was their livelihood, and sold honey. They also had a kitchen garden, which provided a lot of the food they ate. The house is in ruins, it's beyond repairs, the hives were burned, and the garden and the kitchen right now contain undetonated rockets. Natasha's neighbor has taken her in, and she's living there, and MCC, through our partners, um, are supporting her. There are several ways that we are responding in Ukraine. Um, since February, MCC and the U U in Canada and the U.S., we have received over $7 million U.S. dollars for our response, which is so generous. It's just been amazing. So through our partners, we're providing support in a number of ways. So the first is being food. Um, we've spent $4 million in providing food packets uh, to families. And I understand, I think there's enough food to supply them for a month. So we're continuing to do that. Um, shelter. Uh, so churches have converted um, their churches into places for people to stay. Camps. We're doing, helping with hosting families. Uh, a number of different ways. Medicine. As you can imagine, people have medications. And when they flee... You know, they don't have access to a pharmacist or their medications. We're helping with um, getting medication to people. Um, the relief kits and supplies. 
helping with evacuations, actually helping to accompany people and helping people to get out of the Ukraine, um, providing alternate heating sources as power, if you've been reading the news, power is intermittent. It goes off and on there. Winter is coming, and so trying to provide some other sources of, of heat. And then the, the psychosocial spiritual support. There's a lot of trauma. So MCC, through our partners, have some, some programs. The people and the, pro, uh, the partners that are doing this, like have chosen to stay, you're gonna be hearing from one later, have chosen to stay in place to provide support. It's just an incredible, just incredible, the motivation of people trying to help. Our first food relief program um, actually started in Ukraine in 1923. So the picture on the left here is almost, uh, that's 100 years ago. And almost 100 years later, this is a recent photo. It's taken from central Ukraine, where once again, we're doing food catch-ons for people who've been displaced. or on a, They're fleeing, and they're just going through villages. One of the ways... Um, that, I, that was just mentioned that we're responding is through our material aid. It's a beautiful story of how we can be a good neighbor. It's a story of um, partnership that's both local and international. And it begins, as I said, right here in Ontario, in New Hamburg. Um, when people have to flee their home suddenly, they leave almost everything behind, and they just grab a few things. They're fleeing for their lives. So in addition to the basic needs, you know, food, water, shelter, other basic needs go on net, on, unmet, and things to meet those needs can be hard to find when you're fleeing and it's a disaster. So a warm blanket, hygiene supplies like a toothbrush and toothpaste, uh, soap, a towel. So our material resources program, located in New Hamburger, New Hamburger, <laughs> New Hamburg, uh, puts together these kinds of items, and they get shipped out of New Hamburg. Um, overseas, these shipments. And it starts with people like Doris, who at the age of 99 has sewn thousands of bags for our kits and continues to do that. And groups of men and women that piece, sew, and knot comforters. And teams of volunteers that work tirelessly to can meat in our mobile meat cannery. Not to mention all the financial and uh, material do donations that are raised to fill the cans, the buckets, um, and the bags. So there's literally hundreds and hundreds of people that are working in partnership to provide this aid. It's an incredible picture of partnership in a way that we're truly being good neighbors. So you may wonder, how does a hygiene kit or a can of meat or a comforter, like how can they actually really make a difference to someone who's just lost everything? I used to wonder that. It seems so insignificant to give that to someone against the backdrop of such large, uh, wide-scale suffering. But the beautiful thing is that these things give dignity and they give hope. So can you imagine what it would be like to be able to brush your teeth or wash your face after you've uh, been displaced or fled? Or in the darkest and coldest of nights, being able to wrap a handmade warm comforter around your family. Or imagine a hot bowl of chicken soup when you're really hungry. They may sound like small things, but they remind people in crisis, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, that they're not forgotten. 
It's a practical expression of love that communicates far more than the value of the item. But as we responded to the invasion in Ukraine, we faced a few huge challenges in our material aid. The first one, we needed to raise an additional $300,000 quite quickly uh, right here in Ontario. The money that was being raised was going off to Ukraine, but we had our own needs in Ontario for the material aid. God answered that prayer within a few days as one donor stepped up to cover the entire cost, $300,000. And number two, even more daunting, as we discovered that we couldn't get the aid into Ukraine because the Russians had taken over the port in Kyrgyzstan, in southern Ukraine. So before uh, the invasion, this is our route uh, that we went into Ukraine. You can see it go through there, around Greece, and into the southern port in Ukraine. Um, after several weeks of trying to find an alternate route, we were so thrilled when we found a way through the Netherlands, uh, but it was more complicated. So now there's a trucking company who picks up the uh, shipping containers from the port in Netherlands, and they're willing to transport it to central Ukraine, but no further because of the danger. And in central Ukraine, there's a group of churches that have come together, and these volunteers unload the truck and then divide it up into three smaller trucks who then make the journey into the more dangerous areas to bring aid to our partners. And then it gets distributed. So uh, here is a picture. Yeah, just you want to go back. Yeah, so this picture here is them actually unloading the larger truck, and then uh, you can see them on the other side uh, reloading. And then this is a picture of, of the distribution as it begins to go out. Since we found this new route, we've been able to send seven shipments um, into Ukraine, uh, five from the U.S. and two from Ontario, and we have uh, three more planned out of Ontario in the next few months. And then this picture here is actually in New Hamburg just uh, last month as a shipment went out. And when uh, these shipments go out, there's a lot of celebration. It's a lot of work and coordination and the timing of getting them you know, off on the ship. And uh, we gather together, we pray. We pray for the safety of the driver. We pray for the recipients that are going to receive them. And we just pray for God's blessings um, as it goes out. And so the question is, what is the impact? I'd like you to hear from Nadia, who is a Ukrainian on staff with MCC, who is uh, living precariously close to the front lines. She coordinates the material aid in Ukraine to make sure then it, that it all goes out to, uh, to our partners. And uh, this is a just almost four minute video, and you're gonna hear directly from her about the impact of our material aid. Uh, my name is Nadia. I am an MCC staff and uh, I've been working with MCC for almost three years and it's been, it's been an honor. Like I'm really honored and privileged and humbled to work with, uh, with such a wonderful team and also with our devoted partners in, in Ukraine. I'm coordinating the, the material resource project. Um, I would like to share a uh, about where our partners are serving and where they are delivering humanitarian aid. Uh, yeah, I would like to share a story and it is a story of a young mother uh, whose name is not mentioned. She shared that in her village where she used to live, there were many families with uh, young children. 
As soon as the shelling started, some volunteers helped them to quickly collect their children and to get evacuated to the central Ukraine. And she shares that as she prepared to leave, it was very hard for her to grapple with the reality uh, and just to believe that the war has really begun. Uh, she says that her hands were shaking from fear and, and she shares, what can you gather in such a panic with shaking hands, like a pack of diapers, some baby clothes, documents, and an old backpack. That's all she was able to grab before leaving home. And when her family arrived in central Ukraine, they were given shelter in a village. Uh, and they were grateful, of course, that they were away from the horrors of the war but they lacked all the essential items people need for normal living conditions. And this young mother says that when she put her baby to sleep, she almost cried because she could not provide her baby with normal conditions. And Women Health Center uh, came alongside and provided her with mattress, a pillow, and an MCC comforter. And uh, when she got the comforter, she loved it. She says, it's wonderful. It is so colorful and it smells of new fabric. And then she also says that when the war ends, I will take this blanket home with me. Uh, you know, it's a luxury for, for a displaced person uh, to have something of their own. And uh, this young mother also says that her house is still intact. And although houses of her neighbors have been heavily damaged, so there is a hope for her that after the war, after the war ends, uh, she will have a home to return to. I would like to thank every person who donated to help Ukraine. And uh, like every, every bit of help is very valuable for us because like it is not just thousands of people it's individuals people who are who are precious for god those those individuals who whose lives were shattered therefore i want to thank you from from my whole heart and on behalf of every every ukrainian who received uh, aid and assistance through mcc thank you That's a very powerful video. I love how she says that every person is precious to God. We can get lost in the thousands and can get overwhelmed at what difference can we make, but I think it comes down to what we can do to be a good neighbor as every person is precious to God. So you may be wondering how you can help, and uh, I'd like to leave you with a couple of really practical suggestions. The first one is pray. We all need to be praying and continue to pray for a peaceful resolution to the war. And secondly, uh, a really practical thing you can do is you can support our thrift shops. So um, we have three thrift shops that are in this region, uh, one in Kitchener, on Kent Street, 
one in New Hamburg, and one in Elmira. So 100% of the net proceeds from our thrift stores and shops go to our work locally and internationally. So it's a great model. And uh, you can donate items. So as you clean out, just think of MCC, like they just are always loving to take all, everything from furniture to clothes, to toys, books. Um, you can shop there. So uh, it's a fun place to shop. And uh, I started with my girls when they were little. I uh, gave them a dollar each. We'd go treasure hunting. And uh, it was a lot of fun finding those little treasures uh, at the thrift shop. My husband, his goal is that I take more than I buy. <laughs> He's always saying, are you going to, can you take this to the thrift shop this week? There's always these piles and they're going out the door. And then I come home with things and he goes, oh, <laughs> supporting the work, honey. <laughs> and then the third thing you can do is uh, volunteer. So if anybody is a uh, um, interested in volunteering. It's a great community there. I just was uh, down visiting the volunteers on Friday, and uh, they just it's a great community of volunteers. So that's a, another way you can help. And I'd just like to end by saying that, West Heights, you really are a good neighbor. You're a good neighbor right here in this community and uh, what we do locally around here, and you are a good neighbor uh, with us at MCC. So thank you very much. Well, good morning, West Heights. Uh, don't worry, you don't have another sermon coming. <laughs> Some of you are like, it's lunchtime. Uh, I just wanted to get up and say thank you to Kim for sharing with us this morning. We always appreciate hearing stories and help painting pictures about how we, you know, how we as a local church, you know, th there's good work being done and we're a part of it through MCC and there's other organizations, but today we want to highlight MCC. And so, Kim, thank you for telling us stories, and thank you for connecting it with something that's been near and dear to our hearts with this crisis happening in Ukraine. Um, it's, it's, it's beautiful to hear about how there is God's love being shown and God's great and just mercy in a place that seems so, I don't know, anti that. But God, through MCC, there's some really good things happening. And, you know, God makes beautiful things grow out of some of the, in some really messy places, doesn't he? So thank you. You know, uh, for many folks, uh, generosity and Christmas go hand in hand, and we're, we're in the Christmas season, and, I, and uh, already uh, Kim has highlighted a couple things that we can do. We can be praying for the work of MCC. There's some good stuff happening at, 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 through the thrift stores, and again, I will emphasize that, you know, we can donate, we can be... Uh, patrons, we can buy things, uh, we can volunteer, and many of us are already doing that, so let me just encourage to put that you know, encouragement out there again. We also, out in the foyer at the Welcome Center, have these uh, have the MCC Christmas Giving Guide available, and we'd encourage you to take take one of these home and maybe make that a part of your Christmas celebration to kind of go through it and maybe identifying a project or two that you and your family want to financially support. We, we enjoy doing that with our kids. It makes giving really practical when you can say, hey, hey boys, like, look at this. What kind of stands out to you? And usually they pick an animal, but that's okay. Uh, you know, um, But it, it helps make giving practical and it, and it supports some really good things. And we know that there's all sorts of great organizations doing some really significant work and MCC is one of them, and this resource is available for us this morning. And so we'll hope that you'll take that. And if you somehow forget to get it this week, we'll leave them out there for another week or two as well. And so we hope that you'll make use of that.
Let me just close us off in prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for who you are. Lord, this morning, we, uh, in this week of Advent, we are celebrating your love and your care and, Lord, just how you have come to us and, Lord, that you love us as individuals. We are not uh, as a faceless, you know, blob of humanity. Lord, you know us by name. You know our stories. And, Jesus, we celebrate that. And at the same time, God, this is a humbling reminder that there are people all across our world, people in our own communities who are going through difficult times, and Lord, they aren't problems to be solved, Lord, or issues to address, but they are people that you know and you love dearly. And so, God, this morning we, we ask that you would move us to practice your love for us, Lord, that we, you would move us to, to love our neighbors, Lord, that we would see the people and the opportunities that we have to extend your love and your generosity. God, we are grateful for the work that MCC is doing, both locally and around the world, Lord, promoting justice, bringing relief, promoting peace, Lord. God, it resonates so deeply with so many of us. And so, Lord, we ask for your blessing on this organization and for people like Kim and, and all the other folks from West Heights who are involved in, in, in this work and in volunteering. And, God, would you just give wisdom and discernment to know how to respond and to sense how you are leading? And, Lord, as a local congregation, would you help us to respond with generosity? God, in the midst of this Christmas season, with everything that's going on, Help us to not lose sight of what really matters. Lord, as we prepare to go into the week that's ahead, with all the good things that we're excited for and maybe even the things that we're dreading, Lord, would you help us go with a sense of your presence and your peace? Lord, may we share your love freely. In your name we pray. Amen.